What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the J&J MMA show, episode number four. Uh, today, we're not really talking about any fights per se, no pay-per-views or anything like that, but it's going to be our, our, a news episode. There's quite a bit that's gone on since uh, last time we talked after UFC 260, so we're going to be talking about a few things today. My name is Jeremiah, with me, my my good friend, my good buddy, Mr. Jacques Jacou. Hey, hey, everyone. So, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. We actually haven't really we haven't really talked much since we actually recorded our uh, our episode. It's the last time I talked to you. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, our last one did really well. I haven't had a chance to go over that with you either, but I'm sure we'll talk about it later. If uh... yeah, we can talk about it after we uh, we re- we get done recording this and all that. Who knows how long this episode's going to be? I mean, we can go through this quick. We can go through it short. I mean, who knows? I guess we'll see. It's kind of our first uh like actual news episode really i wanted to say that i can remember <laughs> um but yeah so all kinds of news um i've got some stuff i think believe i believe jacques you might have some stuff eventually at some point in time uh, there's a very interesting interview with uh we'll get to it in a bit but there's an interesting interview with john jones i'm not sure if you saw and i kind of want to get your take on it so we're gonna be talking about that in a little bit uh but first and foremost Let's just go ahead and talk about my main man, Mr. Nate Diaz, uh, and his fight against Leon Edwards that just got announced. So not only are they going to be the co-main event for the Chandler Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira lightweight title fight, but it's also a five-round co-main event, which is the first time this has ever happened. And I haven't really gotten your thoughts on this at all. We haven't talked about it yet. So how do you feel? First of all, how do you feel about Nate fighting Leon and then how do you feel about it being five rounds I mean I I always like watching the Diaz brothers so that alone is uh is good in itself I do think it's kind of weird that Leon is fighting him after what happened with um Bilal Muhammad yeah um I kind of would rather they fought against each other but you know it is what it is yeah Um, Leon like basically said he had no interest in fighting him again for a rematch it's kind of strange, to be honest. But well, on his side of things, you know, he has everything to lose and nothing to gain from it because, mm-hmm. in his mind, you know, he's done with that fight. He also so. felt like he was winning the fight, anyways. That's one of the things I heard him say too. But you know, anything can happen in a fight, even if you're winning. You know. Yeah, as as the Diaz brothers proved themselves. You know, they're really good at uh wearing you down and you know in the last round they really start to come alive that's why i'm excited for this and it's interesting i want to know why i feel like i had to have been in the contract in some way shape or form for like diaz or something for it to be five rounds because I, I i don't know why they would make it a five-round fight out of just you know for the first time out of nowhere you know i don't what I mean? understand that either i don't understand the logic behind it you know like you know i don't mind it but i also wonder why you know it benefits uh, Nate, I'm sure. I was going to say, is it 100%, I feel like it benefits Nate more than it does Leon. Yeah, but I wonder, like, when they came to the roundtable discussions, what made them decide upon, you know, why that is. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish we'd had somewhat of an answer for that, to be quite honest, because I'm very curious. And, like, you know, like we said, it, it only benefits, I feel like, Nate more than it does Leon. I will say, though, this is the only other 170 fighter that nate has fought since him fighting connor no i take that back he fought um which i don't know i take that back yeah he he fought mazadal but like you know we, we know how that fight ended you know even though this person has another opponent lined up i think it would have been more interesting had they had nate um paired off against kevin holland really you think so only because they both talk a lot you know during the fight yeah, I feel like, but here's the thing. I feel like Kevin Holland talks more as like a funny haha type of thing. <laughs> Nate basically is like, yo, I'm going to fucking beat your ass kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just kind of wonder what it, you know, the two of them talking to each other mid-match, like how that is even going to. It would be very entertaining is exactly, yeah, exactly. how it would be. <laughs> it's exactly why I want to see that. Who do you think's going to win, Nate early on? I would put my money on Nate. Really? Um yeah, I know, you know, not, no discredit to Leon Edwards, but um, 
you know, I didn't really see anybody that he beat that was like named, you know, recently. And he hasn't fought in so long that it just kind of surprises me, you know. So I think it was like two years since he had fought Bilal Muhammad, and that lasted like barely around. I really wanted to see the fight with, um, you know, Hamzat, you know, Borg, as they call him, the Wolf. Um, like the nickname that he has, of course. Mm-hmm. Also, he's just a wrecking machine. And even though I know he's lower ranked than everyone else, that would have at least told me where Leon Edwards stands, you know. So, yeah, this fight that's going to happen. Well, this will prove it, too, you know, but I don't really see him beating Nate. See, my only concern is Nate takes a lot of damage and he hasn't really been finished very like he hasn't been finished. I think he's only been finished like two or three times. And it was like both like early on in his career. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's kind of tough because Leon's pretty strong, and Nate Diaz takes a lot of hits. No matter what, I'm gonna pick Nate to win because I fucking love Nate Diaz. I love the way he fights. But it's a tough fight for him, to be honest. That, but that's why I said that it being five rounds can only benefit him because of his cardio. I mean, he doesn't get tired, so if he can weather the storm early against Leon, and you know, waits till he gets tired, then. He has all the power to win. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So hopefully we get to um, see what happens from that. And you know how these fights go. You know, you can have a fight lined up, and it can say it's one thing, but then last minute something else happens. So hopefully yeah. we get to find out. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be picking uh, Mr. Nate Diaz on that one. I want to see his brother fight again too, man. I, I really just I'm waiting for that one that one day where they UFC is just like, hey. <laughs> Nick's fighting. You know how much money they would make off that? Yeah, Nick was always so much. I'd I'd love to see Nick fight anyone. There's no, there's not a person I can think of that I would not want to see him fight. Right. It would be very, especially now with how stacked the 170 division is. True. Well, would he fight at 170 or would he fight at? He was always at 170, right? Well, I think they fought at um multiple different weight classes. Let me think. So no, he fought. Who do you, who did you? What weight class was it when he fought? Well, he yeah. fought Anderson Silva. Yeah, but that was it. Was that eight, at eighty-five, right? Because that was his last fight. Mm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, I can't remember. Because what GSP was the welterweight champion for a long. That was at one seventy, right? And he fought GSP. Right. It has him listed as a as a weight at one seventy. Really. Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I wonder what he'd fight at now, though, if he were to come back. Who knows? There it is. So his last fight, yes, was Anderson Silva. And before that, George St. Pierre. And before that, Carlos Condit. Even before that one, even before fighting Carlos, his fight before that was BJ Penn. Wow. Yeah. So it's, he... been a, it's been a while. Yeah, but that just goes to show it's you. a lot of old names. <laughs> But it couldn't have been that heavy of a weight class for that to happen. Yeah, it's true. Interesting. Well, hopefully that gets announced sometime soon. I doubt it, to be quite honest. I mean, he hasn't fought in so long at this point. He's probably not going to fight anymore. Yeah. Although I remember when Nate lost to um, to Masvidal, he was really, really pumped about fighting Masvidal. But then nothing came out of it. So. Yeah, that's usually how that goes, unfortunately. Um. So moving on. This, I feel like we're going to probably be talking about for quite a bit because there's kind of a lot to un- unpack with this. Um, with the events of 260 and Francis Ngannou winning, obviously everyone's was talking, and I think we touched on this briefly uh, our last episode, but everyone's talking about Ngannou fighting Jones, right? Um, everyone wants to see it, but Jones is interested in the fight, he says, but he does not feel like he is going to get paid the amount of money that he wants to get paid. So there's a, I brought up a tweet from, from John Jones. Okay. And I want to get your opinion on this because I, I know we've talked about this. This is before we even started doing this, but we've talked about like how much UFC fighters should get paid and things like that back in the day. You know, we've talked about multiple times, but recent, uh, this is like posted on March 31st and there's updates to, to everything that we're saying, but this is a little bit before what's going on right now. 
Um, but on March 31st, he, he posted a tweet that said, I had a brief phone meeting with UFC's lawyer Hunter a few days ago. As of right now, I expressed to him that anywhere around 8 to $10 million would be way too low for a fight of this magnitude. That's all that's been discussed so far. So 8 to $10 million for him fighting Francis, he feels, is, is far too low. How do you feel about that? Wow, so much to say, so much to say. That's such a difficult uh, thing to talk about. I have two, I understand both sides of the equation, and I do have an ultimate opinion, because I have thought about this one for a long time. Let me just give both sides, because, um... All right, so... John has been fighting in the UFC for a long time, so I'm going to play devil's advocate right now, because I can see where the obvious, you know answer is mm-hmm. and so he hasn't lost you know officially you know in a long you know long time you know he has the one record on his loss for the time that he beat down Matt Hamill really bad <laughs> um and as somebody that's been in the company that long I'm sure he feels like he should get a certain amount of pay you have Conor McGregor out there making money um you know, and he wants to get the type of money that he gets and more. Obviously, Conor McGregor is a well-known name. He's got a lot of leverage with his whiskey mm-hmm. business. He's got a lot of different things that he can do for himself. But at the same time, you know, Jones probably feels a little bit disrespected having accomplished what he has and not being able to be paid what a champion of his caliber feels like he should be able to get paid. Um, so... There's parts of me that can understand how he feels with that. But at the same time, I kind of lean more towards the other side because, um, first of all, no one in the uh, USC makes that kind of money, to my understanding. So for you, to, for you to even ask for more money than anyone else makes, you know, maybe Connor makes that much or more. But e- even if I was to say that Connor is the only one making that, for sure no one else does. Mm-hmm. Number two, we're in the middle, you know, we're just coming out of a pandemic, so I know their ticket sales probably aren't the same. I, I'm sure they got pay-per-view buys and all that other stuff. So, you know, to continually ask for more money, that's doesn't seem like it's going to work for you in that favor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a really good, a really great move on his part. You know, he wants Deontay Wilder Monday, too. That guy's a boxer who's, you know, done well for himself. Tyson Fury, you know, he's done well. He's making a lot of money. But MMA hasn't been around as long as those sports, so it's kind of hard to to, to accumulate that kind of money. Another thing, too, is when you look at UFC, I look at it as the product. This is UFC and all the fighters. I know more people in the UFC than I do in boxing. I couldn't tell you who's cruiserweight or, you know, welterweight in the boxing. <laughs> but the UFC does a, right, a really good job of promoting their, their people. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of the money that goes into the UFC is in the UFC itself. You know, when you think of boxing, you think of a boxer. When you think of UFC, you think of the company. So, um, yeah, long story short. I really think that he's he's pricing himself. Up. I don't think he's afraid of Nagano at all. I think, you know, I, you know, some people are like, oh, well, maybe he's afraid of him. Maybe he doesn't want to fight. He's not afraid of him, but he does want more money. I also think that by him doing this, and you know, him getting passed up, because I've already read an article just the other day where they said it looks like they're trying to move forward with Derek Lewis versus uh, Nagano. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with him doing this. He could have made the money that he wanted fighting a couple times anyway. But I understand for him, he feels it's not about that. It's about being paid what he wants, you know, what he feels respected at. Yeah. yeah. I also saw him mention that he wants that much money because he's also putting, like, his, quote-unquote, his, like, legacy, like, on the line. Like, his, his O, so to speak, is being put on the line against someone like Francis, where it's a lot more likely for him to lose at heavyweight than it is for him to lose at light heavyweight, especially going up against a man who hits hard as fucking shit. Like, for all the other people that have done it before him, you know, that's that's not really a good enough reason. Just because you, and even then, putting your legacy, you lose nothing. If you, if he loses at heavyweight, then he lost at heavyweight. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything to his career. 
Yeah. See, my 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 view on this is, I might might surprise you. I agree with John Jones and the fact that UFC fighters should be paid more. I've always said it. I have UFC fighters do not get paid as much as they should. I personally think boxers get paid way too much money. Uh, I don't believe boxers in any way deserve the amount of money that they make, especially like people like Floyd who make millions and millions of dollars. It's just mind blowing to me. And you have people that are putting their bodies in much more significant danger and aren't getting paid. They're barely getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for fights. You know what I mean? So I agree with him in the fact that he deserves to get paid more. But here's the thing. Like you said, nobody in the UFC except maybe Connor, and that's one person, and I'll get to that, and I'll get to the reason why he gets paid that much. But only one other person would be making eight to ten million dollars. No one else in the UFC makes that. So asking for a number that high is fucking insane. And he he said that that would be too low, which means he's even asking for more than that. So it would be you're you're crazy to think that UFC is actually going to do that if they're not paying anyone that amount of money. It's a lot of money for one to 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 put on somebody, but if nobody else is getting paid that. It's just, they don't make the amount of money that they would. They don't have. They don't make enough money to where they would feel comfortable spending that much money on, on a single fighter for a single fight. So he's crazy in thinking that the UFC would do that. I don't ever see the UFC paying their fighters that much money anytime soon. You know, like you said, maybe in in the future when boxing or uh, UFC gets as as popular mm-hmm. as what boxing you know is, I suppose then it could happen when UFC becomes one of the biggest, you know, fight promotions in the world, which it's already on its way to being as it is now, then that's possible. But the fact that he's saying eight to 10 million is too low. Yeah. Is, and that's probably just to show who knows what he's going to want for, for when he wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the structure is completely different. I completely agree that, that UFC fighters should get paid more, but that's the, the thing. Like the structure is different. Mm-hmm. They're able to pay more people on a card more money than like unboxing yeah they make more money but then the lowest person on the card doesn't make anywhere near as much money as the other person does that's why it works out that way so unless you start severely underpaying some people you know in ufc at the bottom of the card i don't see it happening that way anytime soon also um jones talked about for some of his fights he got paid like two million right so if he got money yeah, yeah, but still, if he got paid two million for a fight, I don't know what he made in the last couple of fights, but I don't know what makes you think that you're going to make more than seven to eight million. You know, yeah. how a are big, you jump? <laughs> that's a big jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I just read um, that his estimated career earnings with the UFC sum up to seven million two hundred and thirty thousand. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's um. If they were even offering him more than his entire, what it says here is his career earnings, that's kind of, um, I would, I would be happy with that. Even though you feel like you're worth more, you're already getting more than, you know, than the average person would. Yeah. And here's the thing too, is like a lot of that money that he makes also gets, you know, taxes. He has to pay taxes at the end of the year for it because it's a fuck ton of money. But then he also is paying all of his coaches all yes. of his like nutritionists, all those types of people too. So they're they're taking big chunks out of the money as well. So I can understand him wanting to make more money so he can keep more. But uh, the the point that I was going to make earlier is like with, with how Connor makes so much money is people don't give a crap about your record. No one cares that you're you know undefeated. A few people might you know, but the regular fans don't care if you're undefeated. It's all about having a name, right? In the UFC is going to pay a guy who's bringing a crap ton of views and pay-per-view buys and ticket sales a lot of money because they're they're essentially bringing the company money, right? Conor McGregor is easily, hands down, way more popular than John Jones, right? UFC doesn't care about your record. They just only care about how much money you're going to bring them for fighting, which obviously, you know, Francis and Jones, that would bring them a lot of money. Now, if it would be, you know, enough to where they can pay him more than ten million, uh, you know, I don't know. But he can't sit here and expect to get paid that much money when none of his fights in the recent years have been impressive. He's arguably lost probably two of them. You know, he's not been out there knocking people out, you know, left and right like Connor's been recently. 
and he's just not as popular. So to think that he can, you know, get that much money just based off of his record is is he's crazy. It's an impressive record, sure. And he was very dominant for many the the, the many of the years that he was champion, but in recent years he has not been that dominant at all. And he like also I said, put himself in a not a very good position either because he bulked up all this weight to go to heavyweight. He demands that he gets this, but he no longer has the belt that he relinquished anymore. So what does he do, right? He's probably not going to lose all that weight anytime soon, so he mm-hmm. won't be fighting a light heavyweight. So he kind of has to fight at heavyweight or not at all. So if anything, he did that. He kind of put himself in a corner. Yeah, but there is an update to that tweet. Uh, this was posted on April 2nd. And he says, I just had a great dinner and the best conversation that I've had with Dana in a very long time. He says, we got the deal done, date to be announced soon. Interesting. So he's saying that they uh, came to an agreement and apparently the the date for him versus Nganu is going to be announced very soon. Wait, so this was dated April 2nd? He posted that April 2nd, yeah. Okay, well that doesn't tell me a lot because I just read yesterday that... uh... Derek Lewis, they were trying to push him to um, fight against Nagano. So I have a feeling there's still games being played behind the scenes. Well, it also depends on when that article was posted, too. Because if that article was posted before April 2nd, then I could see that. But then again, it's also not official either. So, I mean, who knows? But what's interesting is that he says, and even Dana even even uh, commented on that post as well. Um, and he said that it was a great night. So, you know, I, I, I kind of think it is probably true if Dana is commenting on it. Um, I don't think he would really comment on it if it wasn't. But I'm just interested to see well, or I guess to know, which we never will, but I, I really want to know one, how much he was asking for, and then two, if they agreed on something, I want to know how much they actually paid him. Yeah. Or agreed to pay him. For sure. I, you know, both of them can say that everything's good, but uh, so many times I've heard that before, and then I've heard, oh, wait, nope, it's off now again. So, you know, his tweets the last couple of uh, days have been kind of really back and forth, so I don't know what to believe right now. I guess we'll see. Yeah, there hasn't been anything posted about it since then, so who knows? But hopefully we hear something soon. I don't, I don't know. Only, only, only time will tell. He's posted more videos of uh, him, you know, training. And, and whatnot. It says changing up the training style, be ready for something different this next fight. So I assume he's already training for Francis. Who knows? Also, I mean, there's also no telling when that uh, video that he posted was of him training. But there was one other thing I wanted to show you. And I'm going to, it's a video I want to, I want to show you. And I'm going to hope that this audio also goes through. For the recording. Um, if it doesn't, then well, we'll just have to yeah, pretend that you guys heard it and you know know what's going on. So this is an interview that John Jones um, had with Stevo from Jackass. Uh, for those that don't know, Stevo is a huge fight fan, loves UFC, uh, but he had John Jones on his podcast. Stevo has a, a podcast called uh, Wild Ride. Um, look it up if you guys are fans of Steve-O for whatever reason. But I, I clipped this 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 part of uh, this interview, and I wanted to show it to you, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So, are you ready? All right. There might be a little bit a second of a lag, but yeah, I'm ready to listen to it. All right. I got I got I got nothing to lose being in the position that I'm in right now. You know. Right. I, Do you want to fight soon? Okay. I, no, I don't want to fight soon. I don't want to fight soon. I have no interest in fighting in the UFC until I get paid what I believe I'm worth. And um, a lot of fans, like Steve-O, like just said, will continue to watch the UFC and support the UFC, and I have no problem with that. I've, I just ordered the last pay-per-view myself. I'm going to continue to watch the UFC. Okay, um, now, on the but I think it's really powerful when you stand up for what you what you believe sure. is right. And um, and I think uh, I think that I think that eventually the UFC will realize that they're being stubborn. They'll realize that that they do have a special athlete in myself. And I really, I think they'll realize. Um, I think they'll eventually meet. I got, I got. All right. So, did you catch all that? Yeah. So, basically, I want to, I want to get your opinion on the fact that he says he has no interest in fighting soon. 
Well, I mean, I don't know how he lives, how he makes his living. He must make money some other type of way to, you know, I assume that he's bought a lot of expensive things in his time and he probably has bills bigger than uh, either of us. But to say that you don't want to fight anytime soon and you, you know, how does he make the income that he does? You know, I don't know. Maybe he's been paid enough money to where he saves some. That's, that's my whole, you know, thing. I'm sure that. he has enough money to where he can retire. You know, like he, if he's even made anywhere near as much as you said he did, I mean, anyone could probably retire off of seven million dollars. But it's just interesting that he's pre- preaching and training about how he wants to fight Francis, but then says he has no interest in fighting at all. So it's like if you have that kind of motivation, how are you bringing any kind of motivation in winning a fight? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he could be looking for a good payday before he exits the cage for good. You know? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're right. It could be a really quick, you know, quick way to make a lot of money. Might pay for some of his medical bills from getting his jaw broken. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I just thought that was interesting when I was when I was watching that. He just said he had no he had no interest in fighting, which is mind blowing to me. Because if you have no interest in fighting, why would you fight? Yeah, it, it also could be negotiating too. You know, he might have an interest in fighting, and he might be on the stance where. You know, I'm good where I'm at. You know, I have no interest in fighting, so you pay me or you don't, and I'll just continue sitting here. You know, that could be his stance. So he might really want to fight or really, you know, mean to want to fight Nagano, but at the same time, he's also good with not fighting. I think yeah. that's what he could be saying. It's very interesting nonetheless, but that's pretty much everything that we have on Jones. So hopefully any kind of other updates... Um, will hopefully happen by the time that uh, we record our 261 episode. Maybe we can talk about about it then. Um, but we'll moving, move on. Um, also at UFC 260, Mr. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, fought one. Dude, I saw this video, actually. So he knocked out Thomas Almeida, right? Third round. I saw this video, and it was someone's phone like that was just taking a picture. Of the, or they were t- recording the fight on their phone. And they recorded the knockout at the end. And dude, the sound, we obviously couldn't hear it because we were in the bar, but the sound that his punch made when he hit him in the face, dude, was insane. He hit him so hard that his head like slammed off the canvas and it just made this super loud noise. <laughs> just like, that's a fucking hard ass hit, man. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Sean uh, said that he would, he had interest in, in fighting through. What was that? Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he said he had interest in fighting Cruz, uh, Dominic Cruz, as the co-main event for Poirier versus Connor 3. And Cruz said that he wasn't opposed to that fight. He didn't agree or say that he wanted to fight him, but he was not opposed to the fight. So how do you, how would you feel if that fight came about, Jacques? Um, I kind of want to see that fight. I kind of, oh man, you're telling me who would win that fight. I think Cruz has um, has more experience than Sean right now. So I kind of would pick Cruz. I mean, he definitely has more experience in the UFC. I mean, he probably has more experience fighting in general. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of hope this fight happens. I would love to see it. I'd love to see it that soon, too. So I'm hoping that Cruz, you know, actually accepts it. There's really not m- many other people for him to fight. Everyone is pretty much booked. So if he wants to stay active and work his way back up to the belt, you know, it would be smart for him to take this fight. And same with Sean, because, you know, he's obviously an up-and-comer, and he needs to work his way up the rankings. And him beating Cruz, who used to be one of the most dominant Bantamweights in the UFC, if he could beat him, that says a lot, and can get him a lot closer to a title fight. And fighting. I honestly think if he beats Cruz, then he should go up and fight for, you know, either a more no-name or a title shot. And Cruz was a champion for a long time. He's proven that he can fight or even not fight for long periods of time and then win against people. So yeah, I dominantly, have, too. Yeah, I have no doubt that a win against Cruz puts him where, wherever you want him. It makes him a, a title contender for sure. And that's why I want it because I really want to see Sean fight. I think I can easily see Sean being a champion in a, in a few years, if not depending on how long, how much he fights by the end of the year or at least fighting for a belt by next year. You know, if he stays active and he's fighting a bunch, then I mean, I don't see why not. Especially now with with 
TJ coming back. I would like to see him fight him too, but I personally think Sean would beat Cruz. Oh, really? Yes, I think that Sean has the style to beat Cruz, and I also think he's stronger. I don't think, and I don't think Cruz's head work would head work head movement would be that big of a deal for Sean. So you talked about this too. So, so who do you think would win in a fight between um, uh, Sean O'Malley and Cody Garbrandt? Um, man, it's kind of tough because of the strength difference, and I think that Cody might be a little bit faster. But um, Sean has the reach, and he's also a very good striker. He's a very skilled striker, too. So that's a tough one, honestly. But I'd probably have to say Sean because Cody's chin. Okay. That was really just my way of finding out whether you put more stock into uh, <laughs> into Cody than Dominic Cruz. I love Cody. I kind of I hope I hope he wins his next fight because I would love to see them him and him and Sean fight too. That'd be really awesome. It'd be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like he's you know he's more technical than uh, than most of these bantamweight fighters. Sean, that is. Right, right, right. Interesting. Well, yeah. Uh, hopefully this cruise fight happens because that's that would probably be one of the biggest fights they can make right now in that weight class. Yeah, and I think what for Poirier and Connor three, which we're going to be talking about very soon, uh, that'd be a very good uh, coming event, and that'd be his first coming event too, which is good for him because that's just going to give him more more eyes. I'm sure he also wants to avenge his loss, so that's down the road too. What? Like, who? Uh, Cruiser? Um, uh, Sean O'Malley. I mean, he did. He knocked out Thomas Almeida. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, but the the guy that he lost to. Yeah, I mean, him a rematch with him would be really good too. Cheeto Vera. Yeah. He fought Cheeto Vera again. I mean, they could see them doing that. I don't think they'll do that anytime soon, but, you know, assuming Cheeto Vera stays on a very good path of winning, I, you know, I can see them fighting it down the line. Maybe once Sean's the champion. Yeah. Exactly. I can see that Whoever gets there first. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, but speaking of Poirier, uh, he decided to. And I find this very interesting, but he decided to not take the title fight against Charles Oliveira and fight Connor instead. What do you think his decision behind that was? Like, what do you what do you think his mentality behind not taking a title fight was after preaching about how he's been wanting a title fight for a very long time? Money has to be. I mean, he made so much money the last time that they did it. He's more than happy to sit back and, um, you know, in his mind, he feels pretty confident that he's going to win, collect another paycheck. Mm-hmm. and uh, continue moving. You know, the belt has less meaning for him now that he had a chance at getting it before. So this fight with Connor, you know, getting the money, who knows how, you know, what will happen if Connor loses another fight or how the money will be. So he's taking advantage of getting money now. That title isn't going anywhere, you know. It's still going to be available. I'm sure... He'll be next in line after maybe Gaethje, you know, if Gaethje doesn't get it first after these two guys fight. So, honestly, I think he kind of did the right thing. He kind of did the right... Even He's kind of the uncrowned champ right now. He's, he's like that, the people's he, champ, basically. Yeah, he technically should be the person who has the belt, but he doesn't, and he's getting money before he gets the chance to actually prove it again. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was... For the money. I mean, in in all honesty, if it was if the lightweight vacant title fight um, was Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier, it would not get as many eyes or cells or views or anything like that as it would with him fighting Connor for a third time. And it's a trilogy fight at that. And they're both one one. So it makes it that much more, you know, entertaining, uh, that much more kind of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Important for Connor, and I'm, I guess Dustin too, because if he loses against Connor, then obviously Connor's going to fight for the belt again, and then you know he's well, you know, down the line of, of fighters. He'd have to work his way back up. But then same with Connor. Like if Connor loses again, then like what? You know, what does that say with Connor? And what's he going to do? Get retired? Yeah. Is he going to keep fighting? And you know what's interesting about that is um, I had read an article where it was stated that. Dustin turned down the title fight to be able to fight Connor. 
And I'm like, okay. And so then I started reading the comments. And in the comments, this guy went and wrote, that's because he's too afraid to fight against Connor. That's why he did that. And I'm like, what? Did you even <laughs> read the article? And then everybody's like, did you even read the article? He's like, yeah, I did. He's too afraid to fight Connor. That's why he's, he's, he's uh, turning in the title. He's not going for a title fight. But in the article, it said that he's not fighting for the title so that he can fight against Connor again. Yeah. So, but my point to that is that there are still fans out there that are like, you know, believers that no matter how many times Connor loses, he will always win. You mean no matter what? So. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see what kind of Connor we would see, uh, in in their their third fight. I mean, this last time he came out, he was super calm, wasn't talking shit. You know, was doing none of that stuff. Walked out there. Got knocked out. So, personally, I don't. I, I don't know if, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe he needs that side of him where he's just fucking angry, talking shit to to, to do well. I, I think maybe he just has so much money that he's just not motivated. He doesn't he doesn't need to win anymore? You know what I mean? I I think he might be different this time. I mean, I read something where he said, um, "No more Mr. Nice Guy anymore." And then soon after that, I heard some more tweets of him talking trash to various different people. He was uh, talking shit to Nate. Did you see that? I saw when he was talking shit to Khabib after Khabib had retired, talking about how he, the only reason why he his legacy he got it is because he beat him in a fight, you know. And so he's going around back to doing what you know he's known for doing. So you might get what you want. You might see the hungry Connor that uh, you know, that everybody's used to. I hope so, but you know. Then again, it's the whole thing with with like motivation. If you don't lack the motive, if you don't have the motivation to to fight, then you know you're not gonna do well. And money brings laziness. You know, if he has the money, then what does he need to fight for? He's, yeah. he's it, him showing up. He's still getting paid. You know what I mean? He, so even that's, if he loses, he's getting paid. That's and, an excellent point. Yeah, there's a, there's a different type of hunger when you you know when you don't have anything and you have to work hard to get what it is that you want. Yeah, and he's been there already. These champions are so, you know, much so much respect to the champions that can win and keep winning because, you know, they they were in the gutters and yet they're still able to do it now that they they brought themselves out of it. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. He's already been there too. Like he's he's won two belts in two different divisions. Like he's he I just he doesn't need that motivation to to try to win to get a belt. So like even if he does beat, you know, Dustin this third time like yeah I don't even know if I see him trying to fight for the belt but what does he need to fight for you know what I mean yeah you're right and but I'm sure the UFC will you know definitely uh push that towards happening but uh but you're right he's already had an established shoot he can go to boxing even you know he can still do that it's true yeah he could especially if he redeems himself by beating beating Dustin it'll be an interesting fight like I said I'm more inter- I'm more entertained in that fight than I am Chandler versus Oliveira. You know, not a, really the biggest fan of either of them, you know. So I don't really have a feeling or have a, a personal care on, on who would win that fight. I'm still going to watch it, you know. But I just, I, I understand why Dustin picked Connor over a title fight. You know, Michael Chandler already has a prediction for who's going to win that fight, too. Between Dustin and Connor? Yeah. Really? What do you say? He picked uh, Connor. Really? Interesting, huh? It is very interesting. I mean, it all just depends on the type of Connor that we see. If we see a motivated Connor, or we, because like, even in their their second fight, you could tell Connor was just trying to get him out of there early. You know what I mean? Like he was rushing everything. Yeah. No, I mean he was honestly. I think Connor was winning until that calf kick. You know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember too much of, of the fight because it's been so long. Plus, I was like half drunk in New Orleans, so <laughs> it's a little a little blurry. But I'd have to go back and watch it. Um, so yeah, moving on, we'll, we'll go. And we only, we'll have like two more talking points. Uh, one of which is Misha Tate is coming back out of retirement for another fight on July seventeenth. How do you feel about Misha Tate coming back, Jacques? 
I'm a fan of Misha Tate, so um, she can fight till the end of time, and I'll still continue watching. So, um, I don't know. I just kind of like her style, you know, her wrestling, the way she just kind of... Maybe I kind of like wrestlers. I'm not really sure, but I think I have started to gravitate towards wrestlers. Um, yeah, I'm, it's really interesting that she's able to do that while still being with one. But, um, you know, they allowed it, and they're happy to accept her back whenever she's done. This is a smart move for her because whenever she's done, she can go right back to, uh, to one with a clean... Well, what I mean by clean record is that she can't fight for them until her contract with the UFC is over. So, do you, so okay, two questions. One, do you think she's going to fight more than just this once? Yeah, she said so. I mean, okay, she said that's her. her she said, well, what she said was, she intends to fight more than just once. But you never know how the fight goes when you're in a fight. You know, things can happen, injuries or whatever like that. And it's also important that she had her nose broken the last time. She's she also fought. 34, and she's had two kids since being retired. Which I don't know how if that has anything to do with anything, but well, I believe the person she's fighting against, I think she's thirty nine. Last I checked, I might be wrong, but um, you know, people like her can fight what five more years and then finally decide to call it quits. So yeah, she's not the oldest fighter in the do UFC. You, do you think she she's trying to make another title run, or you think she's just fighting because she misses it? I think she's just fighting because she messed with it. And I did hear that she wanted, she was willing, she wants to fight Amanda Nunes. You know, Wrong. she nope. said that. That's not smart. Oh, well, you didn't even hear my <laughs> that she wanted to fight Amanda Nunes, but you know, she may not get the opportunity to fight Amanda because her girl Juliana Pena might end up beating her first. Also, so, not, 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 not accurate. That's wrong. That was awesome. Yeah. So, um, who knows? Who knows what happens with all of that? Juliana Pena would get her face destroyed. You never know. It's MMA, man. Anything can happen. Yeah, no, that's pretty confident. That's that's a that's a very confident bet right there. <laughs> oh, so I guess we'll be going to the sports bet. Everyone here heard it here first. Jeremiah, he'll be <laughs> his first sports bet on yeah. that card. My, my first extremely confident sports bet. Well, my second question was: Do you think once she's done with UFC, you think she'll start fighting for one? Yep. Really? I think you... that's the game plan. I think that well, it frees up the ability for her to do that. You know, I think, like, honestly, let's say best case scenario. See, this is the only thing I don't know. But I, even then, I think, let's say she wins. She wins the UFC. She gets the UFC belt. And um, her contract's up. You know, considering her history with them, I think she probably would want to go to one. But then again, the UFC pays so much money, it really would come down to who pays more, right? But I, I see her going to one and then maybe having a couple fights there and calling it quits. She's, like, I heard somewhere that she's part owner of that company. Is that true? Yep. That's crazy. Um, I can't remember to what degree, but she is um, in some in some way. Huh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Because she's, she's also an announcer, right? For for one? Yeah. I saw somewhere that she was an announcer. Maybe when she first got started, she was like an announcer or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say that I never heard of. Yeah, I don't really keep up with one championship or anything like that. I probably should, but... Yeah, they have some good stuff, too. You know, it's funny that we're MMA, but we mostly talk about UFC right now. But there's a lot of other organizations out there, too. It's just oh, hard yeah. to keep up with all of them with everything that's going on right now. That's so. why I picked UFC. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a lot easier. I know more about the UFC than I do anything else, and it's just it's a lot of work. This is the thing, man. People don't realize just doing this, just sitting here talking, is a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of research, a lot of pre- preparation. It's insane. Um, vice president of a uh, of one championship. Wow, that's crazy. So she's like almost like Dana. Yeah. Look at her. Good for her. That's awesome. Does she live in Japan? Like, because that's in Japan, right? Does she live in Japan? She did, but I think she moved back. You know, I mean, she probably she, for yeah to to fight in UFC. Wow, I did not know that. That's very interesting. Well, the last thing we have to talk about, Jacques, is um, about the fights this weekend that's coming up. It's not a pay per view or anything like that, but um, originally. The main event for this weekend for the UFC Fight Night was supposed to be 
uh, Marvin Vittori versus Darren Till. But uh, from what I've heard, Darren Till broke his collarbone, so he is no longer fighting. And uh, now Kevin Holland is stepping in to fight Marvin Vittori. Um, Holland just came off of a loss of Derek Brunson, which I think we briefly talked about it when it happened, about how he just decided to talk the entire time to Khabib uh, while he was fighting, not really focusing, not really, you know, listening to his coaches or anything like that. But now he's fighting, on, I believe it's 10 days notice, uh, against Marvin Vittori. So how do you feel about that? How do you think it's going to go? Well, Vittori is very, very hungry right now. So I kind of have my money on Vittori. I kind of, uh, that was going to be the thing where we were different. I think you had picked Till. I had picked Vittori. Yeah. And um, so I'm still picking Vittori. Uh, even more so now because, you know, Holland just came from a fight. I don't know how ready he is after losing a fight, but Vittori is seems ready. I actually read what he had said after he found out the news, and he was just he's pretty mad, pretty upset. <laughs> he's calling out anyone and everyone to come get effed up because, you know, he wanted to fight that badly. So I kind of a picture of very violent things that happen in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i'm also probably i'm gonna I, i'll be going with vittori for that one mainly because the last like seeing holland's last fight and how on I, I don't i guess i'm professional and just how not seriously he took it it's just like you know you're gonna have to impress me <laughs> if you want me to, to to be on your side again or be a fan at that matter like just the, the, the sheer lack of motivation or lack of uh discipline that he showed in his last fight was just I don't see that working <laughs> this time and I don't if he did that if he does that against Barbatore he's gonna get destroyed but I do think he's taking a fight to you know make up for for his last performance yeah it's a dangerous thing to do you might you might help the company out by doing that but giving yourself another assuming that he loses another loss on your record um don't think the company will save you, you know, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, he went what in 2020, he fought five times and went five and zero, and then start of this year, he's zero and one with his loss against Brunson, and then if he loses this one, that's two in a row that he's losing. So, I think he'll be fine. Like, you know, they're not gonna cut him or anything like that, but he would be definitely on a, on a on a very bad road. <laughs> he doesn't want to be on the losing road. You know what I mean? But he is making money at the same time too, so good for him. You know, apparently making... he made a lot of money in 2020 too, winning five fights in a row. Apparently he made a fuck ton of money, so good for him. <laughs> you know, but that's pretty much all the news that has happened since UFC 260, uh, at least that I can think of. Is there anything else, Chuck, that you? Uh... You want to mention, yeah, bring up? I just want to add on to that. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, Nina Ansaroff fights against Mackenzie Dern on that same card. Um, so I don't really know how to how to rate what's going to happen in that fight, but definitely tune in for that. They're both known names. For those that don't know, Nina Ansaroff is Amanda Nunes' significant other. Uh, McKinney Dern has been pretty active with a lot of wins right now. I don't remember the last time Nina Ansaroff fought. Actually. I was going to say, I don't remember the last time because I know she just had a kid, so it's right. <laughs> quite a while. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's going to happen. And I think that's all I, all I have, all I can remember right now. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else either. Um, so yeah, I guess then that'll wrap up this, this week's episode. Uh, we will be back. I don't know if we'll have one next week because I'm pretty sure UFC 261 is two weeks away. So I don't know if we'll do one next week. Um, because I think the week of UFC 260 will be when we record the ep- our, our preview um, episode for that one. So it'll be up on either Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, the week of 261. Um, yeah, so in the meantime, guys, make sure you follow us. Uh, on Facebook, uh, the J and J MMA Show, Instagram, the J and J MMA Show, and I finally, Jacques, I finally made our Twitter. I have awesome. to give you that information. It took me forever, but I got it done today. <laughs> so make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter as well, uh, the J and J MMA Show. 
I don't have anything posted on it yet. It's just a blank, empty page. It's got our picture, all that kind of fun stuff. But make sure you follow us there for all of our tweets that we will eventually be making. I think the first tweet that we're going to have is probably going to be this episode. Anyways, um, so yeah, make sure you follow us there. And then you can also listen to us on Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify. Make sure you tell your friends, share it out, go listen, do all that awesome stuff. Um, Shock, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Um, two last things, because I, I made sure I looked this up before we, we left. Um, cool. Mike Perry is on this card coming up this weekend. So Is his girlfriend in his corner again? <laughs> probably. Pro- yeah, tune <laughs> in for that, guys. When you watch that fight, check out to see who's in his corner, because it's usually Honestly. just his girlfriend. Yeah. And somehow he ends up winning most of the time. So Jim Miller's on that card against Joe Selecki. Um... John McDessey. It's like some names here and there. So even though it's not a lot of the names some people know, it definitely looks like it might end up being a good card. Um, thank you to everyone that's tuned in and supported us. I know there's a lot of new viewers lately, some people who, who have reached out to me and told me that they're going to be viewers from now on. I appreciate it. To so those who, who um, spread the word and shared you know, our content from different people, I appreciate you as well, everyone across the continent. Our friends all over. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all. Much love and peace. Yeah, it, it, honestly, because, you know, me and Jack basically just do this for fun. So the fact that we even have somewhat of listeners that like to listen to our stupid opinions and uh, all of our, our <laughs> bullshit thoughts and all that stuff, uh, we do appreciate it because, you know, we're just we're just a mediocre podcast here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so far. Yeah, so far, so far. Until we get professional, right? Eventually, some, some at some point in time. But yeah, seriously, thank you guys for listening because, you know, it's nice to know that we're not just talking to ourselves here and, you know, posting this for nobody. So we appreciate it. Definitely share it out, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, until next time, guys, take it easy. We'll see you soon. <laughs>